It's the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 102. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year to everyone who's been a part of listening to the Go Gopher podcast throughout all of 2023. Hope you had a great holiday period in December, and welcome now to 2024. Today's episode will take a look back at the top Gopher sports moments from 2023. With a bit of a caveat, these are my personal favorites and events that I personally attended. So there could be some high-ranking moments I don't include here within this podcast, but it's not because I forgot about them or don't think they're important. It's because my personal and business schedule didn't allow me to see a particular event happen in person. So stick around for the Go Gopher podcast, episode number 102, the year in review, and my top Gopher sports moments I saw personally in 2023. Our Go Gopher podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone, and True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no-cost, no-obligation business valuation started today. Make the most of your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. Maybe 2024 is the year you decide to make a major career move and sell your business. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union is also a big sponsor. We welcome them back here in 2024. Life Math is complicated, and Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union makes it easier with local financial experts available in person or virtually. Learn more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. They also have a top-ranked mobile app, so check that out as well. As the official grocer of the Gophers, Cub is proud to sponsor the Go Gopher podcast. In a hurry? Don't worry. Cub delivers. Get fresh meat, produce, and everyday essentials delivered to your door. And we're podcasting episode 102 from the Aquarius Home Services studio. We invite you to subscribe to the Go Gopher podcast. It's free to do so. You can go back and listen to the Go Gopher podcast from previous weeks. Last episode, for example, we had a great conversation with the Gopher guru, Daniel House, about the football recruiting class and much more. This episode, we're talking the sports year in review, the top Golden Gopher moments that I was able to see in person in 2023. That's next. When we say that Cub Milk is the freshest in town, we mean it. Less than 48 hours from farm to store fresh. We guarantee seven days or more of freshness. It all starts with local dairy farmers who take great care in making sure all the cows are happy and healthy. We support local farm families 365 days a year. And that makes our milk even more delicious. So you always get the freshest milk and the biggest smiles. It's episode 102, the Go Gopher podcast. This episode, looking back to the calendar year 2023 and our top Gopher sports moments. I've chosen nine. And remember, these are all moments that I was at in person. And all of our highlights and interviews from this podcast are courtesy of the Learfield Golden Gopher Radio Network. Sit back and enjoy. Number nine is a fun one. Let's start it here from just last month. New Golden Gopher point guard Elijah Hawkins from Washington, D.C. set a new single game record when he and his teammates were playing IUPUI. Here comes Hawkins, a chance to get the record here. Into the offensive end with a behind-the-back dribble, calling for a screen from Reeder. Top of the key, bounces to Reeder, layup, good! There it is, the record! That's the record. 
Minnesota to get Hawkins out of the game. That was Jamie Verbrugge, the public address announcer at Williams Arena, helping us out. The record, 17 assists now. As you heard, he beat out Ariel McDonald by one in a record that stood for nearly 30 years. Elijah Hawkins joined us after the game. And Elijah Hawkins joins us from near the locker room. And uh, how good does this one feel? Uh, this feels great. You know, it always feels good to win. Uh, that's first and foremost. Um, my team, you know, they put me in great positions, you know, to find them and early in the game. And, you know, we blew it out in the beginning. And, you know, we just kept the train rolling in the second half. So, yeah. When did you start uh, knowing that whatever you guys were doing offensively was setting up well for you to have a night like you had? Um, you know, when uh, I'm penetrating and, you know, I draw the defense a lot. Uh, I, I get my teammates open a lot. And, you know, we realized that earlier in a in couple games, you know, we had previously. So, uh you know, we just, you know, we were trying to stick to that and keep getting out, keep getting guys open and finding them in the open spots. And, you know, my guys knocking down shots, so that's good. You figure 17 assists, how many turnovers come with that? And tonight it was just one, and I knew what you were trying to do on the one that you had. You just couldn't quite keep your fingertips <laughs> on it. And I think that was going to be setting up for an assist as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Take me through your progress now from maybe where you were early in the season and even at portions of last year at Howard in terms of the turnover ratio and how you've been able to turn things around and, and cut down on the number of giveaways. Um, you know, just, just making a simple play. I feel like uh, my coaches uh been preaching to me you know we know you can make the home run play but you know you don't have to make a home run play every time sometimes the simple pass is the best pass and you know it can lead to uh more opportunities and you know just trusting my teammates to you know make plays and uh, just putting them in the right spots and making simple plays. So, yeah. So, yeah, indeed. Number nine on our great gopher moments from 2023, the 17-assist game against IUPUI by Elijah Hawkins. We're staying on the basketball floor for number eight. We go back to last year's Big Ten tournament. It was held in Chicago for the first time in a bit. Minnesota was the 14th seed in playing a red-hot Nebraska team, which had the best Big Ten record in the month of February. The Cornhuskers were not quite on the NCAA bubble, but a run in the Windy City would certainly put them in the mix, so they were optimistic. The Gophers had other plans, and after a monumentally slow start to the game, the Maroon and Gold got hot and upset the Huskers at the United Center. Against a 2-3 zone, corner battle, got his man in the air, cross-court skip to ba or Garcia. He has an open three, and he buried it. That's how you beat a zone, and anything you can do, I can do better. Gophers up two. Nebraska had to respect the inside, and it opened up the entire floor. There's Dawson for three. He got it. Yes, sir. Grimmer was right in the flow of the sentence. Dawson Garcia with a stretched out hand from Walker just at the top of the key and buried it. Lark. Minnesota's going to have to fill it up. On the inbound of three. Cooper buries it from the left corner. He inbounded to Henley, hopped to the corner, assist Henley in a big bucket. Minnesota up six after the three, 63. Tominaga, half-court shot for overtime. Oh, it hit the back of the iron and missed. Oh, the heart stopped for just a moment. But Minnesota wins and will play in Chicago tomorrow night. Golden Gophers, 78. Nebraska 75. And head coach Ben Johnson had his first win as a head coach in a Big Ten tournament game. Feels good. Feels good. Uh, 
God, that last shot. Um, no, the hard part is the whole time I knew it. We had been working on it in practice um, about exactly that that time to score, two seconds under, missing. And, um, you know, Fred's really good. So my back of my mind, I'm like, he's got something in his back pocket. And with Tominaga, uh, he can make it from anywhere. So my first thought was I, I was dumb for not telling Jaden to miss it because that thing looked online. And um, thankfully, uh, it didn't fall. Well, a lot of efforts tonight. Double-double from Cooper. Set a uh, record for Minnesota. Most assists in a Big Ten tournament game. 12 assists, 16 points. Garcia was all over. 13 rebounds, 18 points. Henley, uh, big. You hit some big free throws. I mean, you, you had some uh, performances tonight, which you knew you'd need to win in a game like this. Yeah, no, I'm super proud of him. I mean, guys stepped up. Um, you know, it's probably my fault on that technical. Uh, a little a little too excited on that one. Um, so I was praying that they had my back, and they did. Um, everybody that played contributed. Everybody was locked in. Um, just an unbelievable team effort and team win. Just super proud of the guys. From what it's worth, we did have the uh, replay monitor here. We can say it, you can't. I thought your actions were indeed justified. But uh, nonetheless, Jamison picks up that foul at the nine-minute mark, and it's like, okay, he goes down. But the resolve of you guys just to stay with it, stay the course, uh, and ultimately have the toughness. I mean, Talon at the free throw line, the way that he's his year is gone, but to bury those free throws, something to build on. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, look at we shot 70% for the game. Guys made them when they needed to. Again, it's, you know, everything we've been talking about beginning of the year, middle of the year, it's paying dividends these yeah. last two weeks. Yeah. And it's just, it's proof that, you know, what we're doing works. These guys have confidence in it. I got unbelievable confidence in them. Um, and again, there's just so unbelievable resolve. And I think part of that is, you know, we've been hit with different things of adversity throughout the year. You get hit so many times, guys just know how to respond. So Jamo goes down, guys look at each other like, no, no problem. We right. got him. Not we got his back. Time. Not the first time. We got his back. We can still be be successful. And um, and again, I thought our response was unbelievable. What did you tell him on the first media timeout? It was 8 nothing. You had four turnovers, four <laughs> missed shots. Yeah. It was 8-zip. Yeah. And then from that point on, the game just flipped. Yeah, calm the heck down. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, I think that was the biggest thing is like, fellas, uh, no, I knew there was a chance it was going to be like that. Uh, nerves, you know, they want it so bad. It was just like, take a breath. Yeah, take the last breath. game of the night, the delayed start, yeah. everyone's trying take to get breath. it going right away. <laughs> you just yeah. got to find, you know, in games, when we talk about, they're so good offensively, you got to find your rhythm, yeah. right? And you can't panic early. And then once you get that rhythm offensively and defensively, you're fine. That's head coach Ben Johnson after the win last year over the Nebraska Cornhuskers in the Big Ten Tournament in Chicago. Again, courtesy of the Learfield Gopher Radio Network. Number seven on the list takes us to the football field, the Quick Lane Bowl, the day after Christmas, not long ago. Yes, the Gopher football team went winless in November after positioning itself into a West Division contention with a strong close to October. And yes, they made the bowl game with an under 500 record, but due to their hard work in the classroom, and hey, it's a bowl game, and a bowl game's a bowl game, more football's better than less football, so the Gophers make the most of it. And P.J. Fleck moved to 5-0 and in those bowl games at Minnesota. He notched his 50th win at Minnesota in the process. Third and goal now from the four. Out of the pistol again. Kramer wants to throw. Waits. Fires it over the middle. It is caught. Elijah Spencer touchdown on the slant. His third touchdown of the season. The Charlotte transfer and the first touchdown pass obviously of this year for Cole Kramer. Under center again is Kramer. Sends Jamison Gears who lines up behind him and now they're going to throw two gears. He's Open touchdown! His first college touchdown! They fooled him a little bit. He lined up behind the quarterback as if he was 
was going to push him on a sneak, and then when the snap went, they both sprinted right on a rollout, and they went for the quarterback, who threw to the tight end, his second touchdown pass of the day for Kramer, and Minnesota has the first touchdown in his career from Gears. And it is the Wildcat again, and again, it's Taylor. He's got some space to the 10, to the 5, touchdown! Darius Taylor, his first touchdown today, and Minnesota is running over Bowling Green on the ground. It's a gravy train with biscuit wheels. All right, one more kneel down, 40 seconds to play. Once it gets under 40, they'll only have to take one more kneel down, and that will do it for the Golden Gophers, and we'll hear from head coach P.J. Fleck. There's the kneel down, and Minnesota gets the win, the final 30-24. to 24. We're playing so many different people on defense right now. I mean, all the stuff we had to deal with in the offseason and even the last four weeks, our guys be able to have the resolve to come out here and win a football game with a lot of guys playing their first time that are going to play for us next year. So it's a great springboard from 2023.5 into 2024. Happy for our seniors. We were able to get the run going, and we had some stops on defense, which was critical. And we did just enough on defense to get us the game one. Speaking of guys that will be here next year, it's good to have Darius Taylor back. What did he mean for this offense today? He's a special young man, first of all. He's got to continue to get better. He knows that. Missed a lot of the year with the injury, but so proud of his progress, his commitment to the training room, his commitment to his teammates. There was no way he wasn't going to find a way to play in this game. And, you know, we put the team on his shoulders and um, we found some good stuff with the Wildcat with him and prepared for it the last four weeks. They hadn't really shown that all year. What did you see from Cole Kramer today and a big moment for him and his family? I'm, I couldn't be more proud of that kid. Uh, he's getting married in two months. He can finally now go out to Arizona, see Katie. Katie, I think, is here, but he gets a chance now to be able to plan his wedding and uh, look forward to celebrating his marriage marriage coming up, but can't thank him enough for coming back because he didn't have to do that, and he, he fl- played through some pain today, too. Final score, 30-24. The Gophers get the win, and that win is number seven on my Go Gopher podcast top nine moments list. Number six, we go back to the basketball floor and the end of last season once again. The Gophers were in a bit of a funk late, playing late in the regular season at home, hosting a Rutgers team poised to make the NCAA tournament. As it turns out, the Gophers likely knocked the Scarlet Knights out of that field of 68 and into the NIT with an improbable win at the barn. Trailing by 10 points with 1.15 to go, Minnesota chipped away, hit some big shots, played some good defense, and had a shot to win it in the end. Inbound rolling up is Cooper. Picks it up. Brings it up into the offensive end with four, with three. Kick out battle. Got his man in the air to win it. A three. Yes! Minnesota wins it! Jamison battle! A walk-off blast! And then after a lengthy review, the shot was ruled off in time. The other timing worked as well, and Minnesota got a feel-good win late in the year with Battle being the hero. The final 115 was just a consistent fight. You know, I think before the Nebraska game, you know, there was that Michigan State-Iowa game, and Coach talked about that last week, uh, this this past weekend, and I think that's the mentality we had in this last, you know, 115, and I think it showed. We just kept chipping away. We never gave up, and we kept fighting, and I think that's the, that's the culture that we've established, even with last year's team and now this year's team, that regardless of what we're going to do you just got to keep fighting and I think that's something that we've worked on every day you know there's some days some good days some bad days but I think the one thing stays consistent is that we have to fight and I think that's what we did tonight McConnell misses the foul shot with five seconds he hits one of two so you're um it's a uh, two-point game so you know a three wins it so there's 5.4 or whatever it was so walk us through that last game winning play yeah so before he the one he missed uh Lon came up to me and told me you know we're going to run something like the Villanova play in the final four against you UNC 
And I knew coming back, Lon was going to push it. I came back around him. You know, I got it. And I knew there was going to be a hard closeout. Took my time, settled myself, gave a little shot fake, and I took that dribble to set myself again and then shot it. And the rest is history. Yeah. How how close could you watch the rim and the clock, or did you just have a sense that you had enough time? So I knew when I put the ball on the floor the second time, or when I looked up, I got it. I looked up quick. I think I had two seconds left. I knew I had time for a shot fake, put it down quick, and then <laughs> got it up. So Wow. And then, then like a 10-minute review. Oh. What's going through oh. your Oh my gosh. So at the beginning, I knew I knew it was good regardless, right? I knew the time was good, but then, you know, I didn't really know what they were reviewing. And then as time progressed, time keeps going and, you know, it gets longer. They're looking at it a little bit longer. You're like, oh, maybe they're not going to call this one. Maybe maybe we're going going back to the locker room with an else. But, you know, I stayed confident. I was talking to teammates the whole time, and, you know, eventually they called it good. They did indeed, and the Gophers got a feel-good win late in the year. Just three days later, Battle announced that Senior Day would be his final regular season game for Minnesota. His initial intent was to go play professionally overseas, but colleges came calling instead, and he's now playing for the Ohio State Buckeyes. On to the top five, but first, let me talk to you about Affinity Plus. They're your local credit union, proud Proudly serving Minnesota since 1930 and proudly sponsoring our Go Gopher podcast. If you're a current Gopher student or a proud Gopher alum, you are eligible to join this financial that wants to build a meaningful banking relationship and put you first. Meet with a local employee at any of their branches statewide, including one right off campus in Minneapolis. To learn more or find other ways to connect, go to affinityplus.org slash go gophers. That's affinityplus.org slash go gophers. They have a top ranked mobile app as well, so check that out. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA, and they do so many great things for the community. As we flip the calendar here to 2024, they'll be looking ahead to all of the polar plunges benefiting Special Olympics Minnesota, and Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union is involved in that in big, big ways. Our thanks to them for their support of Gopher Athletics. All right, it's on to the top five, the Go Gopher Podcast Top Moments of 2023. Number five comes from the Golden Gopher women's hockey team, which made its 15th appearance in the NCAA Frozen Four, this time in Duluth, an event I was there to cover. It was fun to see, but it ended with a heartbreaking overtime loss to Wisconsin in the national semifinals. That ended the season. But there were moments to talk about, including the regional final at Ritter Arena and a win over Minnesota Duluth that clinched the Frozen Four berth. Head coach Brad Frost was ecstatic. Thrilled for our team and the opportunity to, to get back to Duluth. And to get back to the Frozen Four, it's been a while uh, for our group. And so, you know, just so happy for them. This is an uh, amazing opportunity, and we knew it would be uh, a great game against Duluth, and, and they gave us all we could handle, but uh, just proud of our group and how they defended and uh, were able to, to chip in a few. So um, really excited about next week. It was indeed a fun day in Minneapolis and really cool to be there with a near full house. That's number five on our list of top gopher moments. We stay with hockey for number four on the list, and it was the clinching weekend to advance to the Frozen Four for the men's team. A great couple of days in Fargo, North Dakota. Minnesota, Kenesha, St. Cloud State, and Minnesota State Mankato were the four teams in the regional. The Gophers were in a tight one early with Kenesha's for a while, then broke the game wide open. Here's Brodzinski shooting and scoring on a setup from John Middlestead. stalled in behind the Canisius net and that will do it. 
Golden Gophers will meet St. Cloud State in the Fargo Regional Final on Saturday night. 9-2 the final. The Gophers beat Canisius in the opener. Wally and Frank on the call, courtesy of the Learfield Gopher Radio Network. St. Cloud State was next in line as you heard for this Gopher juggernaut. A trip to the Frozen Four was on the line in Fargo. Nevers, a head man pass to Nelson. Down the left side, trying to cut in. He's fourth wide. Now oh. Sanders with the score! Rod Zinski for the Gophers! Snuggerud tips to the blue line, but not out. Gophers block it. Now here's a breakaway! Cooley shoots! He scores! Just like that, the Gophers respond and grab the lead. And he's on the ice with Cooley and Nyes right now, the highest scoring line in the nation. Gophers win the draw. Lacoma score! Jackson Lacoma on the bomb! Three to one! Puck loose in the circle. Backhanded to the point. Peart for St. Cloud. Gets it to Ingram. What a His shot is blocked out in front by Lacombe. Gophers turn and wheel it off the glass. Uh-oh. All the way down! They score! Empty netter! Four to one! St. Cloud blocks it there. Sending it right back in. Chesley will put the brakes on behind the net. Final countdown! They are indeed on their way to Tampa. I had a chance to talk with the most outstanding player of the regional, Bryce Brodzinski, in the Gopher dressing room after the game. How much fun was this week here, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously, uh, it's always awesome getting away from the rink and getting on the road and, um, you know, not being too far from home and getting some home fans with us. And uh, it was obviously a really fun atmosphere tonight. You obviously had the hat trick the other night, which, you know, your game was going and it got the first goal too. So I think it was for the previous five goals. So what, uh, obviously you're a, a scorer anyway, but what, what do you think has clicked here the last couple of games anyway? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Jackson Nelson's kind of been in my ear to shoot the puck a little bit more. So, um, you know, he's getting sick and tired of passing me the puck and not going in. So, um, you know, it's been a little while since we've kind of connected on one. So just sort of every single time he gave me the chance, I was going to put it on the net. And, um, you know, luckily they all went in. Mentioned you got the first goal. The team was buzzing. You guys really dominated that first period. What do you think uh, mentality-wise was the key to you guys coming out and dominating early? Yeah, I mean, uh, we were obviously dialed in, and, um, you know, they came out, and they were kind of pushing us and cross-checking and slashing after the whistle, and that kind of fired our guys up. And, um, you know, we kind of knew that they were going to keep doing that as long as we stayed away from it. We were going to be able to stay on top of them, and, um, you know, they kind of weren't focused on the right things, and we kind of stayed, jumped on top of them. They got their skates under them a little bit, obviously, and it was, uh, you know, a pretty good game, obviously, as it turned out. But uh, Cooley gets the uh, the turnover. How important was that goal just to get you back on top? Yeah, I mean, I, I know he was a little down on himself taking that penalty, but getting back there the next shift and getting a goal was obviously monstrous for him, and, uh, you know, he played unbelievable the rest of the game. And then you got Lacombe's goal to give you the two-goal lead. How, how, I mean, not that it's a relief because you know there's hockey to be played, but to give, you know, to get that third one, how important was that? Yeah, I mean, we scored the first one, and, you know, they came right back and tied it up, so we knew that, um, you know, one goal lead wasn't safe with them, and, um, you know, Lacombe shot, he's had four or five of those this year. It's just a slap shot from the blue line, and it's hard to save, so, um, you know, we're, we're super grateful to have him, and, um, yeah, it was an unbelievable shot, and we needed that two-goal lead. And the empty netter, have you seen one quite like that off the uh, sideboards and in? Yeah, I mean, I was a little upset. I was, like, kind of yelling that it was a bad icing, and then all of a sudden it starts going under the net, and I was saying that's good icing. So, um, yeah, it's obviously pretty cool. I mean, Jackson being a senior, getting that goal was awesome. Going to the Frozen Four second straight year, what's that mean to you and the team? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously a really tough journey getting there, and, um, you know, you got to be very good for a very long time, and you got to be super consistent. And, um, you know, our team's been that, and we've been, really, uh, um, you know, a really good hockey team, and Justin Close has been an absolute rock for us. So, um, you know, it's, it's obviously cool seeing all the hard work pay off and, um, you know, the game Justin had tonight. 
Last one for you, obviously off to Tampa for the Frozen Four. What can you take from last year's experience in that final grouping uh, maybe into this year? Yeah, I mean, I just don't think, uh, you know, we were mentally prepared for that game. And, um, you know, they kind of took it to us the entire time. And um, I think we're going to be a little bit more mentally prepared, being a little bit older and kind of having a little bit of experience going back to the Frozen Four. Um, so I think we'll be ready this time. I lied. One more quick one. Do you know anything about Boston? I don't, I don't know much about Boston. I mean, um, you know, they played Michigan earlier in the season, the Big Ten. So, um, you know, a couple of guys watch the highlights and stuff like that. So uh, we know a little bit about them, but um, definitely going to have to uh, get our minds focused on them during the week. It was fun watching. Thanks. Thank you. And it was indeed on to Tampa. That's number four. And guess what number three is? Number three is on the ice as well, and in the grand scheme of things of Gopher Sports overall, it might be higher on most people's list, but I wasn't directly involved. Of course, Wally and Frank had the play-by-play, but yes, number three on the list is the Frozen Four in Tampa. The dynamic duo of Wally and Frank had the call. The Golden Gopher men's hockey team made it to the Frozen Four. They won in the semifinals over Boston and then bowed out. You'll hear about it in overtime. The finals in Tampa, a heartbreaker for sure. I was there covering the festivities for the Gopher Radio Network, also for this podcast. We had a podcast from there, as well as for the Minnesota News Network. A wonderful scene. I'll have this picture inscribed in my mind forever. I hosted two separate pep rallies outside of the arena, thousands of fans all wearing maroon and gold, and the beauty of it was hockey fans in maroon and gold wearing short sleeves and shorts. It was amazing. Let's go to the semifinals first. Floating back down into the corner, and again, the Gophers are able to keep it alive. Cooley across to his left for Kester. He scores! Mike Kester lets it go to tie game. Kester at the point. Passes right side to Brzezinski. Back to Kester in the middle of the ring. He sends it left side. Working in the middle. Scott, he scores! John Six seconds to go. One more shot. Whistles wide to the net. And that is going to do it. The Gophers are on to the Well, um, how much fun was that? Yeah, I mean, that was a blast. We're so so excited to be moving on, playing Saturday. Yeah, couldn't be more thankful. You were all over the ice. You assisted on a handful of goals. You were winning puck battles. Uh, take me through your game personally here. To uh, Obviously, the between-the-legs pass. Almost had another one uh, for yeah. a goal. Uh, take me through your mindset going into this one. Yeah, I mean, first of all, thankful to God. Uh, he really helps us. Um, but, yeah, the, the mindset was was simple. We needed to keep playing how we've been playing, and um, that's what we did. And, you know, BU is a good team, but we were able to make it past them, so excited. Walk me through that, the, the assist on the between-the-leg goal. Yeah, yeah, so basically, I, I've been telling guys, uh, Rhett sent me a video early on, or today, and it was a Sidney Crosby video, and it was a play, and I was like, I was like, okay, we'll, we'll try that. If, if it doesn't, if you're not open, then bust back door. And so he did that. He busted back door, and thankfully I found him. So it was a video today that you saw? Yeah, and then yeah. In- he sends me, and he's like, yeah, check this out. And I was like, all right. I checked it out, and yeah, I mean, it's funny. Wow. <laughs> and is it something you practice too, or is it just all instinct based on the video? Um, pretty much the video. I mean, we've, we've, we practice similar stuff like that, but... Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the idea was in, in the back of both our heads. So. How big were the two goals there, obviously, from Luke, kind of back-to-back in a period of time that kind of gave you guys reestablishing control of the game? Yeah, it was huge. I mean, you can get two back-to-back like that in a big game like that. 
Um, that's huge. So yeah, that was, that was awesome. And then obviously you got the two uh, empty netters late, and it, was it kind of a sigh of relief? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're just looking at everyone, you're like, all right, let's let's do it. How about yeah. the crowd tonight? Uh, obviously, it was a uh, you know pretty partisan goal for crowd. What was it like coming out uh, for the first time, and then when after each goal? Yeah, so I mean, so fun to have so many Minnesota people down here. Um, and and like, like Bob was saying, like we're just excited to, to be sticking around with them. So uh, ready for Saturday. We know they'll be be here. You have had a knack of kind of stepping up in big games. So how much you're looking forward to Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just going to keep doing the same thing and see what happens. All right, great. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. No score. Three nothing shots. Turn the oh, giving it away. Kurth across the line. Going right in on goal. Rounds the net. Puts it in front. They score! Minnesota long shot from the point. Faceoff won by Quinnipiac. They bring it in across their Minnesota blue line. Send a goal where they score! Ten seconds in. Quinnipiac, the national champions. For us, that is, we had it. We had it. That one's going to sting. That's a crusher. The best of times and the worst of times. What a team and what a season. Number three on my list, the Frozen Four. And now it's on to number two on my personal list, and it's opening night, the 2023 Golden Gopher football season. A sold-out gold-out, rival Nebraska in town, and a game that came down to the wire. A toe-tap TD, a clutch interception, and a big-toe field goal. And it all led to Minnesota starting the season 1-0 under the lights in Thursday night college football. He's flanked to the right in the slot. Sims to throw. Gophers with a straight pressure. Lots of time. Now he throws, and it is intercepted. Tyler Newbin got it at the 25. A sliding grab right there. Newbin last year with four picks. Span forward, the tight end left. Callie McManus gets the snap. Blitz comes. Throws. Caught. Span forward 20. Into the free to the 15. Breaks a tackle. Pushes forward. He's first down at the 14-yard line. Callie McManus on fourth down. Waiting. Throws to the end zone. He's got a man there. It's incomplete. No, he got it. Touchdown. Tristan Alvano is waiting in the wings. Here's a safety blitz over the middle of the throw. Intercepted! Tyler Newman's got the interception and returns it to the 48-yard line. From 47. Snap there. Spot down. Kessage's kick is on the way. It is good! How's that for an opening act? Drag on Kessage. 47-yard game winner, Minnesota 13, Nebraska 10. Yeah, I'm here with Tyler Newman. Let's start it this way, Tyler. Tell everybody what you told me like a minute and a half ago, if you remember. I said, this is all Mike Grimm, man. He called it before the game. Said he wrote me down for two. I said, I got him. You have to have your word. The voice of the Gopher says you got two. You had to do it. So just talk about this game. I was actually just talking to Heather Fleck about yeah. 10 minutes ago. So we just have to find a way somehow. How were you able to find a way tonight? Man, it's just resiliency, man. This is, this is something we've been working on all year, responding to tough situations. 
and, and this is what we do, man. So, I mean, it's nothing different. This, this is just what we do. We had guys going in. We had guys going out. Justin missed some time. Darius missed some time. Just talk about your defense and how you overcame that. Oh, uh, like I said, man, resiliency, bro. We got a lot of dogs. Uh, we got a lot of guys. We got a really deep team. A lot of guys that can get in there and really make a difference for us. So, I mean, it's just next man up mentality for real. Last thing, offense had a tough night. They needed one drive at the end. Tell us what you saw from them. I saw them finish. I, I saw them find a way, like you said, and, and find a way to finish this game, man. That, that's all we got for. Congratulations. You set a high bar for your final season here, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you. There was Tyler Newbin with Justin Gard. Both Newbin and Dragon Kesich were named Big Ten Defensive Player and Special Teams Players of the Week for their respective work. It was certainly a sweet night in August, and that's number two on the list. And that brings us to number one on the list. And it happened in my home state in front of my own eyes. Finally, the Golden Gophers beat the Iowa Hawkeyes. It was the first time at Kinnick Stadium since 1999. For perspective, I was at that game. I was the spotter for the voice of the Hawkeyes on the Iowa radio network, Gary Dolphin. At that time, I was 29 years old, working my way up in the business. I'm now 53, so that's a long time between Swallows and Iowa City, and the win came with excitement, some confusion, and ultimately, high emotion. Here is the blitz coming, and they lost the football! Losing the football, and Minnesota's got it at the 10-yard line! A blitzing Newman forced the fumble! He didn't sack, Darrell. He went for the ball, knocked it out. Dragon Kessich trying to make his fourth field goal would give Minnesota the lead. This will be a 31-yard attempt from the left hash for the left-footed kicker. Kessich from Milwaukee. Snap back, spot down, kick is up. It's on the way, and the Golden Gophers have their first lead of the afternoon. 12-10 Minnesota. 1.41 to go from the one-yard line to snap or to a punt the ball is Crawford. You hear the crowd saying coop for Cooper DeGene. Punt is away. And it's a short punt. Lands at midfield. DeGene scoops it there. Spins out of one tackle. Spins out of another. I don't believe it. He's to the 40. He crossing the field to the 30. He's crossing the field to the 20. And this is a touchdown. Cooper DeGene gets the touchdown. Special teams again killing Minnesota in a 52-yard return with 1.21 to go, and they lead it by 4, 16 to 12. Talk about having the ball kicked where you want to have it kicked pinned against the sideline. You got 11 guys, and uh, he escapes three or four people over there. Then some beautiful open field running, and we talk about one of those dangerous men in the Big Ten, maybe the country, on punt returns. Cooper DeGene, tremendous punt return there. Hold it a second. Now they're moving people back here. What's going on here? Let's listen. This is... What do we got here? Did he call fair catch? After reviewing the play, the returner waved his left hand, yeah, which was an go. invalid fair catch signal. Wow. Therefore, by rule, the ball became dead upon recovery. The ball will be placed at the 46-yard line. Clock operator, please reset the game clock to 1 minute 33 seconds. It just dawned on me. 133, please. Thank they you. they were ready to announce that maybe it was a fair catch signal. It didn't dawn on me. So now the defense, <laughs> now the defense has to um, get ready to D up here. It's a it's a penalty as well. The crowd booing. So it'll be the 44-yard line, 46-yard line, and won't be a penalty, I beg your pardon. Now, the 
interesting rule on that is any arm motion, whether it's pointing, whether it's waving, it does not have to be an official, whether you're trying to get guys away from the ball, any arm motion is considered by rule. Uh, people are throwing stuff at our yeah, bench. Throwing uh, garbage onto the field here. It, it's a technicality, there's no doubt, but it he oh. was pointing, but that technically by rule when you know sometimes you wave guys away some it's an invalid fair catch is the rule it's not a fair catch it's an invalid fair catch meaning he motioned with his arms and he was pointing there to the ball but that is part of a signal oh, now they're pulling our team off the bench yeah, they're gonna. They're, the Hawkeye fans are throwing water bottles and such onto the field. Let's go to Justin. Yeah, it's water bottles, it's beer cans, it's everything. It's been going on for two or three minutes here, and they're finally moving the Gophers away. They're finally saying something about it. Your boy's making the announcement. It's just ridiculous. Did you get hit, Garzi? Not yet. Now I'm moving to the field. I want to be part of it. You need to get a helmet. I got FOMO. I'm going to be part of this whole deal. If there's any liquid left, just pick it up and kill it. Man. It's a long bus ride. Yeah. Third and 19 from their own 39. Deacon Hill to throw again. Three-man rush, eight in coverage. Wings it near side. It's intercepted Wally. There you go, Justin Wally. Catches it to 43. Minnesota will take over. That will move it down a 10-second runoff. Minnesota, I don't think, will have to snap here. Clock will wind. That will be it. They will not have to snap the football. Fives for P.J. Fleck and Brian Callahan. They do not have to snap. 15 seconds, 13 seconds, and ticking down. And the Minnesota Golden Gophers, for the first time since 2014, are going to get Floyd of Rosedale. It's hog heaven in Iowa City. There they go. And they've got Floyd of Rosedale over in the end zone on the north side. Minnesota 12, Iowa 10. And Floyd of Rosedale goes to Minnesota. Indeed it did. And he is still in Minnesota. It is hog heaven now in Minneapolis. After the game, JG caught up with Nathan Bow on the field about this emotional win. I estimated there was like a dozen bows. So how many different hugs? Who, who's all here for you, first of all? Who have you been talking to? Yeah, so, you know, this, this game means a lot to me in a lot of ways. And I got cousins. My little nephew, Devin, lives in Iowa City. And he's been a Minnesota fan all the way. So shout out to him, my Aunt Angie, my mom, my dad, my girlfriend, my sister, and then my Uncle John, my Aunt Karen, they're all here. So, yeah, you know, family's big to me, and nothing's more important than this family right here. And, you know, playing six years, staying home from Lakeville, I know you give us a lot of crap, but this is why you stay home, so you can do awesome things like this. And this is what we came here to do. Me, Brevin, and Bryce Williams all came here in 2018, class 18, and we were like, we're going to get this thing. And we finally did it, and I'm so I'm so happy, man. Well, almost had the third goal for swearing in the postgame there. How did you get it done today? Uh, you know, you got to give all the credit to the defense. It was a team effort, man. You know, the old line, we, we particularly didn't play great in the first half, but that's what our program is built on, just responding, and we picked things up, and we picked our team up, and, you know, no matter if you win by one point or 100, wins a win. And, yeah, gosh, I'm just so happy, man, but 
it came down to the old line and, you know, just we got our guys ready to play. Six-year guys, true freshman guys, it takes everyone. And I love every single one of my brothers. Coming out after the half, I know the head coach was not happy at halftime with the execution on either side. Challenged you guys pretty frontally. Um, you come out, you're throwing the ball, you're starting to move the ball. I mean, what started clicking there in the second half offensively? We just knew that we weren't playing better. And we, we saw we. <laughs> Oh, geez, I missed it. Oh, well. Uh, there's people in the locker room. There's people all over. You know, it's just and what we had to do is we just knew we had to be us. Coach told us, you just need to be us. You got to stop messing around. You got to stop making simple mistakes. We just have to execute. We weren't executing, especially on the whole line. You know, my offsides, another offsides. I mean, the, you know, we, we take responsibility for everything. We just learned on it, and we just kept going. Just improving, so. Last thing, how old is Devin, your cousin? Oh, Devin? He's a freshman in high school. All right, shot. It's his birthday today, so happy birthday, Devin. Devin in Iowa City going to high school, and now Floyd of Rosedale is coming back to Minnesota. Congrats, Nathan Bowe. What an interview from the Lakeville product, Nathan Bowe. Our thanks to him. All of our highlights today, courtesy of the Learfield Gopher Radio Network, and boy, what a day in Iowa City that was. Minnesota with Floyd of Rosedale. There it is, our trip down memory lane, a look back at 2023, and a hearty welcome to 2024. Here's hoping we can have even more great memories to talk about over the next 12 months. Episode 102 of the Go Gopher podcast is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com. We're also partnered with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, a locally member-owned full-service financial invested in you. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. That's affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Cub is also one of our primary sponsors here on the Go Gopher podcast. Cub is the official grocer of the Gophers. Again, I'd invite you to listen to past podcasts, and right now click that subscribe button to the Go Gopher podcast. It's free to subscribe and free to listen at any time. And please share the link to the podcast with others so they can subscribe and listen as well. We'll talk again next week.